Hello and welcome to the podcast, Conversations. I am Charles. And I'm Pat. And uh, thank you for joining us as always. And uh, it is uh, Father's Day today, so happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to you. And happy Father's Day to every other father out there in the galaxy. And uh, hope you guys are all having a great day. We did. And uh, we're obviously together and we're having fun. So, uh, so there's that. Yeah, so sit back and uh, digest your Bantha burgers. Charles here is wearing his I Am Your Father t-shirt. And um, we're going to get down to business. We intended to start with um, our normally uh, scheduled um, series of talking points. However, we're both like super excited about Galaxy's Edge. We're living here in Florida, totally envious of the Californians and their uh, early entrance to the uh, Disneyland version. But we're just super excited for it. So... Uh, Smooth entrance, of course. Smooth. I mean, yeah. it's been great oh, yeah. news, apparently, of all the, the the system they used and the reservations. And I haven't heard, like, basically no negative comments about how that whole system worked. Yeah, and the experience itself, the land itself, has all is, it's like walking into the films, which yeah. is fantastic. So we're super excited about that. Uh, if anybody has any firsthand experience with any of it, then feel free to uh, you know, update us on uh, how great it is. Until then, we'll just keep on uh, wishing for the end of August. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can you can reach out to us by Twitter, uh, well through Twitter, sorry, or the uh, there we have a contact form on the website. Um, you know, we're active on uh, Facebook as well, but uh, various ways you can contact us and let us know. But there's plenty of coverage out there. But uh, Galaxy's Edge is certainly uh, one of our biggest excitement points for the end of the summer for sure. Yes. So today's topic. Yeah, what are we talking about today? Well, um, I took it upon myself to do some research this time around. Um, now that I've, of course, caught up with the movies. Right, uh, right. In the right order. Well, no, in the wrong order, which I'm sort of rectifying at this point. Sure, okay. But today's topic is Coruscant, of course, the, the, the center world of the, of the galaxy and uh, the hub of the economic uh, and artistic center of the entire galaxy yeah yeah it's it's barely even anything in the original trilogy you 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 hear about it in passing if that but it's a huge focal point for the prequel trilogy as i i hope many of you know uh coruscant is where the jedi council was where the galactic republic was housed and um, it really just um, was a city planet that was like the capital of the galaxy. And it was really very, um, uh, very much the epicenter of, you know, bustling activity, um, uh, government and, and things of that nature when, obviously, when the Galactic Senate was dissolved and the empire took over they also took over coruscant as their sort of headquarters right and the when i was reading up on coruscant it was the termed as a ecumenopolis okay which is referenced in many different places of course like in wikipedia and all these different areas now ecumenopolis because i'm a nerd i had to go and research that and that can we just stop real quick and like appreciate the value in the term wikipedia 
Yes, because <laughs> I just love that so much. All right, yes, continue. continue. Um, so Ecumenopolis is, is essentially, it's the uh, a planet um, covered with one city, or a city-wide, yes. uh, a planet, sorry, a planet city. city. Yes. Now, when we see Coruscant for the first okay. time... All right. Coruscant. 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 Yes. The C is silent. Like the D in Django. <laughs> I did do my research, I promise. Okay. So I've been saying Coruscant chorus, wrong. Yeah. Well, Coruscant can't get it Coruscant. right. Um, that's fine, of course. though. It's okay. <laughs> wow. That must be my uh, Canadian upbringing. Of course, all the uh, silent letters and all that kind of stuff in Quebec. So, yeah, I'll blame, I'll blame uh, my... In Canada? My, okay. Yeah, I'll blame Quebec. Everyone else does. Okay. Um, <laughs> croissant. Yes. Um, like I think we're croissant. back on track. Yes, we yes, are. Yes, like a croissant. Yes, but... Except what? not as tasty. Yes. A little, little seedy, little gritty. And a bit bigger. Yeah, okay. Um, so... Ecumenopolis, it's uh, termed as like the uh, planet-wide uh, city. Yes. Now, when we first see Coruscant. Yes. Coruscant. That's it. Uh, in, uh, well, it's actually, it's not in Phantom Menace. It's, uh, it's um, Attack of the Clones. Do we see? Um, Anakin is brought there at the end of the film. Okay. They go so to, very... and he's from the desert planet of Tatooine, as most people should know. Um, and he's, he's been exposed to that sort of outlier environment his whole young life. And it's just a huge eye-opener for him, as it is for us as the audience. When, um, when Qui-Gon is, is telling him about this planet, city planet, um, he's also telling the viewer. Because gotcha. the viewer is, is in Anakin's shoes, hasn't, hasn't seen or really heard of it either, and you're kind of brought into this larger world, as it were. Um, now, that's the Jedi, Jedi Council. Um, to the Jedi Council. He's, presented, he's yes. presented there. Yes. So the Jedi Council, the Spire, the whole bit, that's on Coruscant. Yes, absolutely. Okay, right. So when that exposure... Now, that was a very small exposure yeah. on, in the movie itself. But when they get to the planet, he sees all that busyness right. okay. and that hustle and bustle, right. as, as do we, and everything is shiny and new, which is such a deviation from the original trilogy on purpose because George wanted the original trilogy to be lived in. He wanted it to be believable, not so much the old serial science fiction, right. you know, sort of sterile environments. More battle-worn. Right, 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 and and I I believe there's a significant uh, sort of devolution there um, with technology and everything during wartime, mm. when you've got um, everyone sort of in harmony, they're making progress in in many different avenues, and things are progressing and moving forward and and developing. Right. In the prequel right. trilogy, that's right. the era that was, the, you know, the the I guess like like a Renaissance, Renaissance type period. of yeah, the golden age period. Yeah. And then you know, as you know, the war torn nations do, they they get impoverished, things start to break down and get patched up, and you end up with the world that we are first introduced in uh, New Hope. Now, the you see like, and also in Attack of the Clones, the Somewhat, a little bit of the seedy underbelly of um, 
of Coruscant. Oh, yeah. Uh, but now before I get to that part, that was part of my research and what I found, just sort of delving into the subject. There are other areas on Coruscant that are, if when I say planet surface level, yes. I mean like it's like the ground, ground level. level. Like, sure. Like yes. there was a section called the works yes. where they built – uh, you know, built engines and, and all those yeah, industrial Yeah, all those sort of, of sort of industrial blue-collar right. living. That was eventually yeah. sort of wiped out by um, the intergalactic uh, th- throughways that sort of crisscross around Coruscant and that they couldn't actually compete with, so those sort of went by the wayside. But my original envision of Coruscant was like literally this city, uh, the planet-wide city that's just like kept on going. And there's like thousands of levels in this thing, of course. And yeah. it keeps going down, keeps going down. And as you get further away further away from the surface is where the, the lower level incomes and all sort of stuff. And but, then the inverse is also true where, you know, the higher up you go, the more prestigious it is. Right, right. So my, it's, it's funny how I didn't know of those other parts of Coruscant until, you know, I had this sort of... Uh, uh, you know, Blade Runner sort of impression of it. This sort of yes. very uh, city covering every inch, but there's more. There was more to it. There was you know land that, of course, is barren and wasteland and all that kind of stuff. And the city, sorry, the planet itself is sort of very dead in yeah. a natural sense. It's just all big skyscrapers and and uh, and uh, uh, you know concrete. Yeah, and all that kind of Central crap. Park in Coruscant. No, um, <laughs> no. but uh, it, it, for anyone who's seen the trailer for the final season of Clone Wars, they have um, a sort of uh, story arc that focuses on Ahsoka that has um, sort of the seedy undertones of Coruscant with the lower levels and sort of the street rat type of lifestyle that many of those people live. And it's, it's very different than the upper crust of the, the uh, you know, the senators and, and the Jedi Council that, that are all, you know, in the, in the upper levels and in the lap of luxury, really. Yeah, right. And that's the comparison, too, of the, you've told me, because I haven't seen them yet, uh, some of those episodes in uh, the, the, the Clone Wars, they also do visit, do they, well, they visit Coruscant more in depth, but do they, uh, doesn't Ahsoka also go down in there in the sort of first uh, seasons before the continuation? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's definitely involvement in Coruscant. That's, that's where the uh, Jedi Council, you know, sort of headquarters is. And uh, so they're kind of back and forth through there. Uh, you know, some investigations, they, they you know, explore different different parts of Coruscant certainly but it's um it's it's really an interesting sort of uh environment that we're not otherwise used to in Star Wars right no it's completely different from what I've experienced for sure all right we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll continue with the discussion on Coruscant hey uh good afternoon uh looks like I got a problem with my uh my blaster Every time I shoot it, it sounds wrong. Like, like here, listen, listen. Oh yeah, yeah. Sounds like you, uh, you got a bad coupling generator. Yeah, let me fix that for you. Yeah, that's the sound. Is your blaster a disaster? 
Come down to Jornick Partlets Blaster Repair Shop. Now servicing the entire BIS sector. All right. We're back. Here we are. That was a great <laughs> spot. Thank you very much for our sponsors. Um, so we're talking about uh, Coruscant. So we talked a bit about the, uh, the layout and, and how it works and what it looks like. Um, so these levels, uh, when I've done some of the research uh, that I'm so proud of and I keep referring to, um, the, there are definitive sections as you go down from the top level. And uh, there are, are like districts, sort of like art mm -hmm. districts, and, mm -hmm. and sort of like the mercenary district, and the places you don't want to go without a gun type of districts. Right, right. Now in so uh, uncivilized, so uncivilized, but in civilized age. Uh, so one of the uh, interesting parts to uh, one of those levels is, I believe the guy's name is Dex. Remember the cook? I think is is it, is yes. it Dex? Yes. Yes. So he's relatively close to the surface. So he runs that diner where yes. uh, Obi-Wan goes to and speaks to yes. him about the... Uh, to try and find the bounty hunter. Right, yes. right. And um, he brings him that dart or that little yeah. uh, that piece. Yeah, that, and, that was uh, used on the changeling that tried to, tried to take out Padme. Right. Yes. And then that's when he points them to uh, the planet there... Um, well, no, he doesn't. No, because then no, because that's what he, he, he says. It's uh, it would be out by the Rishi Maze, and then that's where he goes to the. That's where Obi Wan goes to the um, Jedi archives, archives to and try and find it. Uh, a quick little sidebar: the Dex character, yes, is named after George Lucas's son. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wasn't in my uh, research. <laughs> I know it's okay. Nobody's perfect, Canada. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's Patapedia for you. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Not quite Wikipedia, but <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, uh, it's that was it's, of course a trademark now because that also appeared on uh, Good Morning America. Yes, so. it's true. I'm 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 famous now. Very apparently. famous. Yes, that's what I tell people. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go out of your bedroom without people. Uh, no, no, no. Asking me asking to do the dishes. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, ask him to sign autographs or checks. I'm not sure. Yes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> either way, um, yeah, it's um, these sort of, um, like you said, different classes of folks in these different levels of the cities. And, you know, really to get your hands dirty, roll up your sleeves and get in there to investigate. That's Obi-Wan had to get down there and and kind of use his... Uh, I guess he's like a, a confidential informant, really, because he's, mm. he's kind of dealing with these, these questionable characters presumably all day, every day, you know, through the diner and sees things and hears things and Obi-Wan uh, knows he can... Uh, use that information to hopefully, you know, stop threats and, and find find the dangers. Right. So the when when we see the uh, sort of I guess the air chase as it were, when they're chasing after oh, yes. the uh, the assassin or the would be assassin. And attack the cons. Right. Yes. You see them sort of darting and falling and uh, through through uh, through the air and space, and it's Obi Wan's gonna kill me. <laughs> It'll be the death of me, Anakin. <laughs> so at that point, they're 
probably literally uh, uh, crossing levels when they're going through oh, so many depths. Because again, when I first watched it, I was thinking of these massively tall skyscrapers, and it was, I never really put much thought to it. Don't comment. Mm-hmm. Um, to what the, the layout was, uh, but as they're crossing through these different levels, is how they ended up in you know in the uh, in the in Dex's place, or let's or let's say the bar that they end up with the uh, the death sticks and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh yes. So, um, so they're literally uh, traveling through these le- these levels now because they're well-to-do Jedi. They have vehicles that can uh, go through these levels and drive through them. But another interesting part of the uh, the structure is that it's like this elevator system, like these shafts that literally cut through the levels of Coruscant and then go down. And basically, you're taking these elevators to like level. 682 and 1430 now i do remember one episode uh that i did watch before uh clone wars left netflix was when um ahsoka was accused of um and she left the order oh yeah and she yeah yeah Yeah. and she goes down deep in the levels like that was like a level like thousands of levels down and she runs into i think it's is it ventress who's down there is yeah yeah yeah, this is uh, that's um, slightly before she leaves. This is uh, part of the um, accusation of ah. um, of uh, her, and they, they they had hologram feed of her and Ventress, and assumed that she was the culprit, okay. uh, which led to her leaving the order. Yes. Okay. So now that part of like I believe it was like twelve hundred or whatever it was. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm sure I'll be corrected. But there, she's deep down there. Yes. And that looks like a really nasty part of, again, one of these levels. Of, oh, yeah. And, and from what I understand, too, Ventress was even lower than she was, and she caught up to her, and they were having these battles, lightsaber battles, and sort of questionable characters all over the place, and, uh, and uh, she obviously escaped there. But um, it's really fascinating how um, such an important city, uh, sorry, an important planet, and a planet-wide city played in the the creation of the Galactic uh, Republic and then this downfall in the Empire, uh, I really didn't understand even sort of like the top layer. <laughs> right. Uh, like the top layer of, of, the, of the planet itself. It's just how deep it went. I had a sort of understanding of where these characters had, you know, interactions, but the depth with this place went and just how much went on there and like you said i'm hoping that once we get to the clone wars the uh the continue the next season uh like you said she seems to spend a lot of time in there and that would be sort of a uh, an interesting way of finding even more out about it yeah yeah and even if it's not a lot of time from the from the clips that we saw uh at star celebration in chicago there seems to be some some rich content there yeah. to kind of explore some of those other parts that just give a deeper understanding, just more addition to the mythos of of you know that that world, that galaxy that that George Lucas created, and you know just just give a different viewpoint of it, right? Like like just like. Uh, any major city here on Earth, you right. know, with with New York, for example, you've got the you know the beautiful parts, you've got the rich sections of town, and then you've got the the sort of poor 
areas mm-hmm. and then you know down down in the subway tunnels and all you've got people that are you know panhandling and 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 playing instruments for money and things like that that are you know not as well to do and right. and not as you know um not as well off you know on the ground level right as would be those living in penthouses right and with all of that been being said and like how pivotal of a role it played uh in the uh in the prequel series um the effectively coruscant exists in the timeline today like in the rise of skywalker potentially because the i know that once the jedi order was pushed out they took over the temple and they just sort of repurposed them for different uses but the the planet itself while it gave rise to the the galactic empire there was still a lot of commerce there i don't think it was ever destroyed well and then the other side of that is there's no reason for it to have been right because it's it's the the empire's planet at this point uh why would they destroy their own planet it doesn't make sense now when you've got the rise of the resistance and they need obviously another planet to to congregate on that's Hosnian Prime, which gets destroyed in yeah. um <clears throat> in the Force Awakens. Now that is sort of was their home base and of course they had satellite um sort of planets and and outliers where, you know, not everyone that was part of the um um the you know, New Republic right. were, you know, stationed or living, uh, those people had to find somewhere else after Hasmian Prime was destroyed. So it's conceivable that they, they could go back to Coruscant. Right, right. No, that makes sense. And it's, you know, for as many planets that have been destroyed in the Star Wars saga. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are plenty more that weren't. Right. Exactly. Let's hope so. Otherwise, well, we're in almost as much trouble as the uh, the Resistance new rebels are in the Falcon uh, at the end of The Last Jedi. So, um, yeah, that's, that's certainly something that would be kind of cool to see um, that was so rich and lively in the prequels that's virtually non-existent in the original trilogy to kind of see where that ends up in the sequel trilogy if yeah. if they choose to include it because it could be you know vastly different right 50 years right. later or just even a mere mention of oh there's something active as part of the current storyline that sort of brings it back into the you know back into the forefront as almost as a side note versus you know, a visitation or an on you know, yeah. on planets, right? Yeah, thing. like a casual mention right, of, right. of you know another resistance cell right. being being right. active there. Could be, could be. Well, that's <laughs> it. That's uh, that's Coruscant in a uh, planet-sized nutshell. Um, and uh, we're going to uh, we're going to ask if you have any questions or comments about that to reach out to us uh, through Twitter 
through the contact form. Or if Charles was wrong, be sure to point that out too. <laughs> well, uh, I, I do believe emails have a, have a sort of a limit of character. Your, so. your inbox is yes. full? Okay. All right. <laughs> and we do have uh, uh, conversations at gmail.com, by the way. Let's yes, yeah, that's, that's up and running Yeah, now. that's up and running. We've hit the big time, yeah, folks. Yeah, we uh, we're driving this bike while we're building it, so uh, yep. slowly the pieces are getting on it, and uh, we've and got some scrapes and bruises along the yes. way. But that's we're we're all we're all fine here now. Well, how are you? Are you? <laughs> so that closes out our talk on Coruscant, and we're gonna take a quick breather and be back with this episode's What the Force. This is an Imperial Public Service announcement. There is a mandatory recall on all C-Class droids, beginning from BBY-4 to BBY-8. Again, this is a public service announcement on a mandatory recall of all C-Class droids. All right, we're back, and, uh... What the force? (laughs) (laughs) A little change of character. Yes. (laughs) And uh, we had a, sort of a different What the Force lined up for this episode, but uh, we're going to take a bit of a direction, a directional change, a change, a plot a new course. Okay. And um, the wind takes us. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about something, uh, well, we're always positive, but... Um, but a lot of people are not. Right. And that's, that's, I think, been the problem with the fandom for a long time. Um, you know, people had some problems with the original trilogy. They weren't as evident because of the lack of social media, instant communication, that sort of thing. Uh, it became much more evident with the online forums surrounding the prequel trilogy and 50% of the fan base um, not liking it. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and and even more so now with the sequel trilogy being here, um, people just have have a poor attitude about it. It's almost as though if I don't like it, you can't either. And your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, and, but you know your opinion doesn't matter. But mine well means yeah. everything. Yeah, correct. And yeah. it's just it's 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 pompous. It's ridiculous. And I, I, I dislike it very much. And I think this part of this, this segment here stems off of the New Hope um, <laughs> in that regard because, you know, in real life, <laughs> like current everyday, reading articles, seeing social media posts, you see so much... Um, hatred, such, you know, heated arguments, and it just seems like everybody's at each other's throats, you know, you, you're not a real fan if you didn't like The Last Jedi, you know, Solo was great, and the jerks that hated Last Jedi ruined it, you know, so it's just all this nonsense, and so you, you read that all the time, and you kind of, you lose a bit of the, the, love of all that is good about it because there's so much negativity surrounding it. But then you go to a place um, like Star Wars Celebration and you you hear how much, you know, Jar Jar sucks and everything for, for years and years and how no one likes him and all. 
And then you see Ahmed Best get a standing ovation and everyone cheering for him. His photo ops and autographs getting sold out and just everyone being positive. Even if, you know, they didn't get to do everything they wanted to do. They didn't get to see everything they wanted to see. It's a positive, wholesome environment full of good people. Right. And that's kind of what uh, spurred this conversation here. Right. Or conversation. Conversation. Um, we are specifically talking about the, the great people that we've met, either in person, specifically at uh, Star Wars Celebration, um, or after the fact, as we've sort of uh, broached into social media through our fandom uh, as Pat, you know, Pat and myself, uh, but also then through our conversations like Twitter feed and, uh, and seeing interactions with people and how excited we are. And so the first part really is we met Mandy and Sean uh, Crimmins. You may <laughs> recognize their names from the top of our, uh, our UPAC uh, machete list that uh, they were really our first interview and our first foray into interviewing, so they'll always have a special place in our hearts for sure. Uh, but we had made a post in the uh, Star Wars Celebration uh, Facebook group that we had joined uh, prior to getting to Chicago, uh, and we posted a couple of pictures uh, not too long ago, and through that social media, uh, so, sorry, through that post, they reached out to us. They we, found us. They found us. <laughs> and um, it was fantastic. It was an absolutely wonderful feeling to see these people that we've met there. And they reached out to us. They saw it. They liked our post. They commented. We went back and forth. It was, it was as if time A hadn't passed. And it was just like a, like a, a comfortable set of a pair of gloves. It was just such a nice feeling of reconnecting with these people that we didn't even know their last name. We never got their yeah. last name. So now we do. We know them. Um, and that was great. And we also, someone else we met at Star Wars Celebration <laughs> also reached out yes. to us. Yeah, uh, We had um, done some pretty extensive cosplay days uh, at the show, as if you listen to any of our podcasts, you know that. Um, but one of the days I had chosen to do Hondo Onaka. And um, it just was, um, it was neat because, you know, it's, I, I, I thought I was the only one. And uh, because, as we know, there's only one Hondo. And um, it was just, it was neat because it was actually the day before Hondo when I had seen at the very tail end of the day this, um, this young lady that was, that was dressed as Hondo. But it was like Rebels Hondo. So I was like, okay, well, it's, not, it's, it's, it's another Hondo, but I'm still in the clear for tomorrow. <laughs> I think we're good. Um, so, uh, you know, so, so we met her, and I, you know, I said, hey, you know, tomorrow I've got my Hondo planned. And she was like, oh, I hope I get to see you. And, you know, we had, we had, we had gone about the day, you know, keeping it on our radar to, to try and see her, not knowing what she would be wearing on that day either. And, um, and, Sure enough, towards the tail end of that day, yeah. I guess we just were walking this, you know, the same paths as the day before, I guess. And um, we saw her again, and she was this time in the Clone Wars Hondo getup, uh, which I was as well. So, uh, you know, we met face to face. We got we got some photos together, and uh, 
and she was uh, Misty Hillard. She she found us on um, on our cosplay uh, yeah. photos. The um, same one on as, the yeah on Sean yeah. and the one Sean and Mandy found us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, we got to kind of reconnect with her, and and you know there was a lot of oh that was you guys, oh that was you, and um and a little back and forth, and some other people that had seen her um, that saw our post and. And, uh, you know, complimented her on that. So uh, that was really neat to kind of share those experiences as well with her um, and Sean and Mandy, our gloves, as Charles yeah. put it, um, you know, in person and then kind of regroup online and, and kind of expand that positivity online. Yeah. There was um, also, too, and so we met... Sean and Mandy and Sean, uh, sorry, and Ma- uh, Misty, sorry, at the celebration. But also on this Facebook post, someone we haven't met before was a guy called Sean Hayes. And, you know, he commented on, on the pictures and especially the Ahsoka ones with his daughter. And it was a great experience because Pat and his daughter, Emily, you know, she had, he had made her a, uh, an Ahsoka costume and she was on the stage at uh, at uh, uh, Rebel, sorry, the uh, Jedi training, Jedi training at, at, at Hollywood World, yeah. uh, Hollywood Studios. So they shared some great stories back and forth there. And so this was a great example of someone we've never met before having this great interaction again, just through our fandom, just through our excitement. And you could see in, the, in his posts and his excitement, it was a great example of how um, the you know this person you know we've never met each of each other and. An instant connection through <clears throat> our fandom of Star Wars, and that was a great. That was a, another great experience. Yeah, and then uh, you know, there's there's a lot of toxicity in the fandom right now. That's a, that's a buzzword, I know, but it's 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 pretty evident because no matter where you go in any corner of the interwebs, there's negativity. But. Um, our friend Brody Whitburn um, at the um, Order of the Great Jedi um, Facebook page has kind of championed the cause of positivity. Yeah. And he, he won't allow <laughs> negativity in, on his page, which is fantastic because everyone that posts anything knows that they're safe to post it without ridicule and you know insults being hurled at them and it's just really a cool vibe from that page and really just kind of gets um gets everyone to stay in love with the franchise right. that we love you know yeah and when, when i posted some pictures of uh, some fun we had with uh the black series figures um, <laughs> <laughs> and we had done just some scene recreations of course we have quite the extensive collection and uh pat and i basically challenge ourselves you know sort of ratcheting up the competition with each different picture just getting ever more detailed and um i had posted some pictures we had done and uh, of course was a great response and people were really receptive to it but what brody had done was uh he had posted like he commented on the post he says you know he said he he said, oh, you're a new member. I haven't welcomed you properly yet. Uh, he goes, this is a, a perfect example of the posts that I love to see about people getting together, having fun. And it was such an awesome site to, sorry, an awesome post to read because it was so heartfelt. I mean, I get it. It was, it's a smaller group, especially compared to the 
Facebook, uh, the, 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 well, now the Anaheim one, but it doesn't matter the number of people. Is if, the, if the people in the group have that passion for it, it comes out. And I just really want to thank Brody for taking that time to, uh, to, um, to, to, welcome to welcome me. Us, yeah, and that. welcome us and, and sort of make that, you know, uh, saying, you know, on behalf of the Star Wars Order of the Silver Jedi, you know, we are, we welcome you to this, to this group and, uh, and, you know, have fun with it and we look forward to, the, uh, you know, your future posts and that's like totally makes me want to do more. And appreciate your positivity and, yeah. and getting the conversation moving in that, that yeah. positive, wholesome direction. Right. That's really cool. And, you know, the other groups as well that we're part of are in the same way. We get nothing but positive reactions and likes and just great back and forths. And, and it's been a great experience to uh, almost extend that, uh, that glow that we've had at Star Wars Celebration Chicago where everyone was there because of that one subject. It wasn't one ounce of negativity. It's nice to find a place where you can have an opinion or put something up that is fun or uh, you know, question or whatever it is that you're not going to get immediately shot down. Um, and, you know, it's whether the scale of one person, 200 or 20,000, it doesn't matter. All it takes is one person to really sully that, uh, sully that experience. And we've had nothing but great results so far. So it's been really, it's been really fun. Yeah. So we, uh, we thank all these people and, um, and others that, that we've crossed paths with for, for just reaffirming that what's what's so great about not only Star Wars but the the fandom of Star Wars and yeah. just kind of um, you know places our faith back in the, the the fact that people love it and people aren't just there to to degrade it and and be miserable. Yeah, and those places are can be found very easily. We just jumped into a few places and we've had nothing but great results and. I guess for the fact that you follow the people that uh, make you happy, you do the things you ma- that makes you happy, that will bring the people to follow you who that makes them happy as well, and it's going to be nothing but a positive experience. Yeah. All right. All well, right. thank you guys for listening, and uh, our little bit of our soapbox, but it was for a positive good and the sort of social good of uh, what Star Wars can bring out of people. So thanks for listening. Like us and review us on wherever you listen to these podcasts, because that's what we're supposed to say. And uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow us uh, through our Facebook posts. And, uh, of course, there's conversations.com where we post new stuff up there. I'm going to put the uh, Black Series figure pictures up there this week and <laughs> so you guys can take a look at that as well. So thanks for listening, and we'll uh, speak to you next time. May the force be with you. <laughs>